I'm Teresa Leftenant. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of a woman's pursuit of a wealthy life. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she's going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. We're here to help you either design your plan or revise your plan. Visit reinventinghermoney.com and click on contact to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 11 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. As a certified financial planning professional, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years of experience, professional women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to prepare for planned and unplanned changes that inevitably happen as they pursue their version of a wealthy life. And of course, a wealthy life is not just about the size of our nest egg. True wealth is found through pursuing a balance between all the things that are important to us. The mission of my show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts and explore what it means to live a wealthy life with our guests sharing how they are doing just that. And I'll be revealing tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your own version of a wealthy life. I'm excited about our conversation today because my guest, Dr. Mara Carpell, she's the one that motivated me years ago to have my own show. And our conversation is around the idea of living and creating a passionate life. Dr. Carpell wrote a fabulous book on the subject, and I'll introduce her in just a minute. But she's going to share wisdom she embodies from living an interesting life, as well as interviewing top experts in the field of wellness and life skills. So I'm fortunate to be one of the experts that Dr. Carpell interviewed on her radio show, as I mentioned, and quotes me in her book. I consider myself to be very fortunate to be someone who's living a wealthy life. But like a lot of us, I wasn't born into it. The quality of my life comes from a combination of kind of hard life lessons that I learned from and also a deep commitment to use certain tools 
that were sort of gifted to me by life masters that I've studied with and learned from. So Dr. Carpell and I are going to talk about how all of us have that opportunity to learn tools and to utilize them in the pursuit of a passionate and wealthy life. But one of the things I learned from my mentor, Jack Canfield, who wrote the Chicken Soup for the Soul books and also the book called The Success Principles, is that there really is a well-known set of principles that a lot of successful, you might even say most successful people use, no matter their early social economic circumstances or where they came from. And I believe that having a successful and meaningful life is every person's birthright and that our journey through life is really about understanding what our own individual purpose is and that we learn how to have a meaningful and passionate life. So to set up my conversation with Dr. Mara, I want to talk about the importance of thinking about what your version of a meaningful and passionate life would look like and how setting goals can be like a roadmap of what you might want to do in order to ultimately live that wealthy life. So what do you think about when you consider the future? What pictures do you see in your imagination? What would you do if you had no limitations, if you believed that anything was possible? Now, I know we're experiencing a bit of a rough patch right now, and some of us more than others. But I still think this is a perfect time to reassess your life circumstances and spend some time imagining what you might want to be doing differently in the future. A standard part of the financial planning process that I go through with my clients is setting goals. And in order to do that, we first have to give ourselves permission to dream. So if you need permission, consider it given. Now, dreaming to me means allowing your mind, your imagination, to show you pictures that represent what is really important or really fun or really interesting to you. Dreams like the beach you want to get married on, the house that you envision that has all the perfect number of bedrooms in the perfect location where you get to ride your mountain bike every day, dreams of bouncing your grandchildren on your knee, and the dream of growing old with a partner who loves and accepts you just the way you are. Once you have your dreams firmly implanted in your mind, it's important to get those dreams out of your head and onto a piece of paper in the form of measurable and realistic goals. You've heard this before, but I'll remind you again. Setting goals is how you determine what direction you're going to go to be able to ultimately experience the dreams that are really important to you. If you don't decide where you're going, how will you know if you're going in the right direction? People who don't intentionally set goals sometimes waste a lot of time going in the wrong direction. And I admit, it can be instructive to go in the wrong direction and wake up in a place you don't want to be. That happens to all of us. It, it sometimes can create motivation to reassess our dreams, to set new goals, and take different action 
so we can get to where we would really rather be. When I talk to a woman who's considering becoming a client, I always ask her what she really wants for her life. And many of them say to me, I'm not really sure. Have you ever hesitated to set goals because you don't yet know what you really want? Well, here's a way to think about it differently so you can get started setting some really powerful goals for yourself. When you have something that isn't going the way you want it to go in your life, you can ask yourself this question. Now that I know what's missing in my life, what do I absolutely intend to create that's different? So here's an example of how this might work. Let's say that you don't have enough money right now. So you ask yourself the question, now that I know that I don't have as much money as I want, what do I absolutely intend to create that's different? And that could become, well, I intend to create more financial abundance in my life. That's the beginning of a really great goal. Here's another suggestion. Let's say you don't have the job you really like, or maybe, unfortunately, you're without a job right now just because of our certain our circumstances. So you ask yourself the question, now that I know that I don't really have the job that I like, what do I absolutely intend to create that's different? So that could become a goal. I intend to focus my actions on getting or creating a job I truly love. To realize our dreams, we first have to match them to our inner thoughts. We must always think about the end in mind, holding our vision firmly as a fully formed picture that we continually bring to our mind. So here's a couple of tips about why it's important to begin writing down goals and why is writing them down so important? Because research shows that people who write down their goals share their goals with people around them in their family, their friends, and have some accountability for completing them, report more success experiences in their lives. So let's start out by writing down your vision in full living color. And when you have your vision down of that beautiful wedding you're going to have or that amazing house, dream house that you want, then you can begin to set that list of goals, those action steps that are gonna get you there. I always carry my goals with me so that I can review them, so that I can be continually inspired and motivated and come up with new ways to take action. I also recommend posting your goals where you can see them, put them on your bathroom mirror, put them on this in your car. Maybe you put them on your refrigerator and have them by your bedside table so you can read them before you go to bed at night. I also like to mark off the goals for my list so that I can see the progress I'm making and I make sure to celebrate. Most importantly, share your goals and your progress with people who really care about you so they can cheer you on. And also consider asking a friend to be your accountability partner. Partner, So keep your goals top of mind so that you have a better chance of pursuing them and ultimately living that passionate and wealthy life. So imagine having a number one international best-selling book in seven self-help spiritual categories. This is what my guest, Dr. Mara Karpel, 
is author of the, un the internationally best-selling book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. A licensed cl clinical psychologist, she's worked with adults of all ages for over 28 years, with a specialty of working with older adults and caregivers. In addition, for the past several years, Dr. Mara has been evaluating veterans for service-connected service mental health conditions. She's a public speaker on air for the past eight years as host of the internet radio show, Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years. And she's also a regular contributor to Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, as well as a contributor to Huffington Post and Savannah East. Dr. Mara is also the passionate living motivator for Compassionate Austin. So many wonderful accomplishments. You're living such a passionate life, it's obvious. Welcome to the show, Mara. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be on your show after you've been on my show and contributed <laughs> so much. It's so amazing, isn't it, that we get to, you know, pay it forward and uh, return the favor. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, you were really gracious to quote me in your book, which was such a huge compliment. And of course, you and I have talked about the process of writing a book, which both of us have done. Um, you know, it's a big growth experience, isn't it, to write a book? So before we have to go to a break, just share with us what brought you to write your book. All right. So, I think I mentioned this once before that I always felt like I had a book inside of me. And um, I used to I used to write chapters, the beginning chapter of murder mysteries, because I was I was working in nursing homes in New York, in the New York area, these large nursing homes. And I just kept picturing them as the setting for this really great murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to read murder mysteries. But I found that I couldn't get past the first chapter. I was really good at setting it up, but it's so complicated to write a murder mystery. You have to know the end before you even start. So, um, you know, I moved, I was in New York and I moved to Austin and I was working again in nursing homes and assisted living. I had my own practice, started working with veterans and started my radio program and um, decided, you know, when I had Kathy Sparrow on the program as a guest, who is a writing coach, that this might be the time to write a book. I had tried, I had actually started a self-help book for seniors once before, but it was very academic and textbook, and I felt like nobody's going to read this. And now I had more experience with a broader audience, with, you know, broader um, you know, types of issues with younger people and with veterans and, um, and all of the amazing, awesome guests on my show, such as yourself, who are experts in all various fields um, affecting people's life and passion and ability to find joy in their life. And I thought this is a great opportunity. And I asked Kathy to be my writing coach. And um, you know, it started out really um, very overwhelming. And um, I decided, you know, Kathy um, encouraged me to try to become a contributing author to Huffington Post. 
and I started writing blogs and I, and they, you know, they accepted me as an author. And I found that that was a way to start a chapter. I would write a blog and I would develop it into a chapter. And the focus at that time was not sounding academic, but giving good advice based on my life experience, based on my experience as a psychologist and also the information from my guests without sounding academic. And it was, it was, it was kind of difficult. Um, and then I had the experience six months in that my father suddenly passed away. Ah. Knocked me off track. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't write for a while. Um, but I decided that I had really enjoyed the experience of writing and I felt it would really be therapeutic for me to start writing. And I knew my father was excited that I was writing a book. So how could I stop? He wouldn't have wanted me to stop. And um, I found that I started writing differently. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote to bring myself out of a dark place. Right. And my writing became more authentic. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, you know, the his death made my writing better. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't have wished it that way, but that's kind of how it happened. I became more authentic and um, started revealing more of my own um, difficulties because we all have difficulties. We all have bumps in the road. And I saw the writing, my writing, that book as my North Star. Mm -hmm. It brought me out of the dark place. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, you know, I've had, uh, I've had other authors on the show and, you know, as I said, coming in that I believe, and I think, you know, a lot of women believe that our life experience contribute to our own growth as a human being. And we learn how to make different choices so that our life gets better from the hardships we experience. So I'm going to take a break uh, for a moment, but when we come back, I want to talk more about, you know, how we evolve as a human being and how your book is really a reflection of the life journey that you and many of your radio uh, guests went through. So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back in just a moment to a wealthy life for her. In today's uncertain circumstances, talented women are challenged with common financial problems. You may be wondering, should I continue to contribute to my 401k plan? Should I sell my home? Should I stop paying down debt? There are no shortage of financial experts competing for your attention in the media. But what you read in an article may not be the best advice for your unique circumstances. Don't make costly mistakes by reaching for a quick answer to your questions. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com, where listening and answering your financial questions is what we do. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Dr. Mara Carpell, who is author of the book, A Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. And so, Mara, let's continue where we left off, where we were talking about how our life lessons can contribute to the pursuit of a passionate and wealthy life. And you were talking about your radio show, um, go into more detail about that. At the radio show? Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned that the radio show fell kind of just fell into your life. You didn't know you were going to do that, but it became this real uh, grounded place where you began to see the vision of what you wanted to, to write about. Is that, is that my, am I right about that? Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, long time ago when I got my license as a psychologist um, and that had been my dream to become a psychologist it was one of those things that I had decided when I was 19 years old it was sophomore year of college it was just an experience I had I was a peer counselor and I just had the experience of talking a student out of committing suicide and I was on such a high that I called my parents and I told them I was switching majors from engineering to, <laughs> to psychology. That, that's quite a difference, isn't it? <laughs> I really didn't want to work with numbers. Yeah. And this is it. And I was going to go, you know, originally the plan, but I, I was just get a bachelor's in engineering and have this very high paying job. And now I was telling my parents, guess what? I'm going for my PhD. I'm going to be in school forever. And I don't know how much money I'm going to actually make, but this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I became a psychologist and my focus was in geriatrics and because that I discovered along the way was one of my passions. Mm-hmm. And now I was actually doing it, but I felt like something was missing. And that was one of those things, those life lessons, you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night feeling like something was missing from my life. And mm-hmm. I couldn't understand it. Here I was, I worked so hard to be where I was and what could possibly be missing. And I felt that it was the creativity that I, that I had was no longer doing. I had, I used to draw, I used to play the flute. I had creative pursuits, but I had given it up when I went into graduate school. I just was time consuming. Right. My job didn't really allow for a lot of that. So I started on the path of exploring and decided that I was going to be open to whatever came my way. And that became rather than this dark night of the soul waking me up in the middle of the night, it became an adventure. And I started pursuing all different kinds of paths. I was drawing and thinking about going into art therapy. I was, I started pursuing spiritual paths. I started meditating more. Um, and then I ended up, because I was so open, I ended up moving to Austin, Texas from New York. And when I got here, I was given the opportunity to do a live television show on local access. It was, you know, really basic. Um, but I, I, was, I was really not excited about it because I thought I don't even like the way I look in a picture. I wasn't going <laughs> to like doing a television show. But I had so much fun, even though everything went wrong that could possibly go wrong. It was a blast. And I just felt that buzzing 
in my body, like just, I was on a high and I, it was, it was, I was teaching about what I knew about psychology and helping. Yeah. And so we decided to try radio and um, I had tried a radio show as practice in South Texas in a little, little town, a small radio station. They played a pre-recorded CD on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. And I had no idea if anybody was listening. I found out one person was listening later. <laughs> um, an orderly in one of the nursing homes, when I stopped work, when I stopped the show, he asked me how come, and I was shocked that he was listening. Um, but when I was sitting with my headphones on one day, and I had a friend who produced the show in his studio and he had his headphones on, I had my headphones on, I was speaking into the microphone and all of a sudden I had this flashback of myself at 10 years old sitting in my bedroom with my new tape recorder that I had gotten out as a birthday present, making a radio show. And I thought, wow, I so almost started laughing while we were doing the show. I said, I cannot believe I'm doing a radio show. And that was, I was actually fantasizing at, about it at 10 years old. Um, and then, you know, what I love about your story is that, you know, when, when we help people uh, try to identify what they feel passionate and what they, their purpose is, we often ask them to think back of the things that they love to do and they found fun when they were children. Because that's when we are in our purest creative state, right? So here you are expressing exactly that's what you realized as an adult that you were doing what your child wanted to do. Exactly. That's so great. <laughs> funny. Um, and I just loved it, even though, again, it was just like I didn't have any guests. It was just me talking. But I just loved that whole, I don't know, that experience of being able to share the things that I learned along my journey, that's always been what I've done. I've yeah. even done with my clients like, hey, I would I'd say to a client, I just learned this new thing. Do you want to try it? <laughs> so, um, you know, I just had so much fun. And then when we started the doing the live show that we have now, eight over like eight and a half years ago, it started on local Austin radio and then before it went to the Internet. I just had a blast. I was in the studio um, with the headphones and I would have guests come in and somewhere on the phone. And I just learned so much from my guests and had the opportunity to contact authors that I loved reading. I loved reading their books, never thought that I would have an opportunity to ever talk to them. And now I actually, they would agree to be on my show uh, you know, most of them said yes, like immediately. Right. And I would get to ask them any question that I had while I was reading the book like 10 years ago. Yeah. So uh, it's just been such that also between that and writing, the two things have been what have picked me up at times where I've you know, had rougher times. I love the work that I do, my day job, as I call it, seeing clients and working with veterans. But I get very excited when I start talking about the radio show and writing, because I think that's, that's really, truly my passion. 
Well, I, it's it's a lovely show, and of course, you know, I'm just getting started with mine. I hope I'm passionate about it for eight years like you, because I can tell you the more comfortable I'm getting, the more fun I'm having. And of course, you, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking about all the different types of people that I'm going to get to invite on the show. So I do want to ask you about, uh, you know, I've read your book and um, I love chapter five, which is called Know When to Pause. Uh, because you mentioned that you begin to hear this soft whisper of your soul's calling. And I talk about that in my book as well, that in order to find your passion and purpose, your purpose, then you must, you know, be willing to listen to that whispering of your inner voice. So you talked about how you learned this when you were slowing down. So tell us more about that uh, chapter and your exploration of, you know, finding your purpose? Well, you know, one thing I want to mention about the finding the purpose, mm -hmm. the reason that I wrote, I made the title, The Passionate Life, was because I found that with every group that I worked with, whether they were 100 years old and living in a nursing home or, you know, 35 years old and they had been in the military and now might even have PTSD or a young person in my office. Um, everybody wants to have this feeling of passion, which to me, passion means um, finding what you really love to do at the same time as creating a meaning with it that helps other people. I love that. I love that definition. So say it again. Finding what you really love to do. But creating, using it to create meaning by helping other people with it. Right? Wonderful. Yeah, I think if we are selfish with the things that we like to do, um, we only keep it for ourselves and we don't use it. We don't use it to help other people. Even painting a beautiful picture helps other people in many ways. Right. Um, then uh, there are going to be times where it's hard to, we don't feel it. We're not feeling it today. We're not feeling that passion to go paint that picture. But if we know that what we're doing serves a bigger purpose, it's not just about us, that drives us to get up out of bed and do it. And that passion comes back. And um, we don't always know what it is that is our, is our passion. And, and, and Naomi Levy, who was on my radio show, called it the soul's whispers. That's where I got that from. She called it, our soul is always whispering to us, but we can't hear it unless we're quiet, unless we're quiet enough to listen. And we get so busy running around and feeling like we need to do everything that we're supposed to do that we're never taking time to actually listen to what our soul is telling us we should be doing. What is, where are we being pulled? Right, because, and it isn't actually our soul telling us what we should per se, it's guiding us to what is going to be more meaningful and bring up that feeling of passion and, and make you feel, you know, youthful and um, 
important and energized you know it's just there's all these different uh emotions that you get to feel when you're really passionate about something right exactly and as i was saying you know i've had 100 year old uh clients you know people are living pretty long um who they found their passion in a nursing home and suddenly they didn't need me anymore because their depression kind of went magically went away because right. now they were following their passion. Right. Um, it's the same with younger people who are depressed or anxious. When we ha- have this feeling of meaning and purpose in our lives, um, a lot of those symptoms start to go away. We have more energy. We look younger. We feel younger. We and and. It's not always a huge life change. Sometimes it is. I moved across the country and, you know, I started a radio show. And, but it could be simple things like deciding that today I am going to smile at every person that I see. Right? Right. I'm 100 years old. I'm in a wheelchair. There's not a lot physically that I can do, but I can smile. I can be, I can be friendly to a person who is sitting by themselves, I can bring joy into somebody else's life. It can be that simple and that can create so much joy within ourselves. Which is so helpful right now to hear that given the circumstance we're in, uh, staying at home, uh, trying to protect ourselves and our family from getting a a really troubling virus, Um, you know, the conditions of the economy are a concern. So I'm going to take another break here. But when we come back, I know that you do contribute to Ariana Huffington's uh, media. And I would like to chat with you a little bit about an article that you shared with me about how to deal with this crisis we're in, lower anxiety and so forth. So hang with us, everyone. We'll be right back to a wealthy life for her. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of women's pursuit of her own financial independence. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she is going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you are planning something else. Navigating life's changes is all a part of pursuing a wealthy life. Visit reinventinghermoney.com and click on Schedule to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Hello there. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Dr. Mara Carpell. And we are talking about uh, finding our purpose, pursuing our passions. We're discussing certain aspects of her life and her book, uh, uh, Creating a Passionate Life. And so, um, Mara, what is, uh, tell us some of the, uh, about this article that you just wrote in the Huffington Post about lowering anxiety, anxiety during this crisis. Uh, what could you share with us? All right. So it was 
I think the article was called 12 step 12 tips to overcoming anxiety during right 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 and that was in thrive global which is now uh that's ariana huffington's okay so thrive global is different than the huffington post yeah the, uh, ariana huffington sold the huffington post oh right so she started thrive global which is all health and wellness so all the health and wellness people moved over Yes. Okay. Perfect. So it focuses on specifically how to live a better life. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I wrote this article pretty much early on during this whole pandemic. Um, and I think it still fits. And I have to go back and read it myself sometimes because, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a difficult time. I had a guest on my show the other night. We were talking about isolation fatigue, right? Yes. Even people who are really motivated to stay home start to feel fatigued and start to feel depressed and start to feel anxious or even feel a little bit like maybe they're not doing the right thing because other people are out and acting like nothing is wrong. Um, so I think what helps us is to really, um, I, uh, I think, set the intention. And we talked about that on the, on the program the other night. He brought up setting your intention um, that you are staying home or you're doing whatever you're doing as a way to protect your community. And it's by choice. It's not because you're being held prisoner. Mm -hmm. Right. This mm -hmm. is a choice. We're trying to stay safe. Mm -hmm. We're trying to protect the community. And I think that was one of the um, that's one of the, the biggest, most important lessons that I've learned when I was writing this book. And I, I think I included it in this article um, is the idea of generosity and compassion. Yes. And when we are generous it, it's not just because we have a surplus of something. We're generous. Real generosity takes some sacrifice for it to really be meaningful. And it does. Yeah. And so we may feel that we're strong and we're not going to get too sick, even if we catch this virus. But we know that we could possibly spread it unknowingly if we aren't taking all the right precautions to somebody who's more vulnerable, who might not survive it or might get really sick and really be in a bad place. So if we can see what we're doing as a generous act, then the idea of staying home doesn't cause us so much depression or anxiety. We're not imprisoned here. We're doing it as an intention to create a positive outcome. Yes, and you know, I think what is uh, really uh, infiltrates, I know it. it is something that I talk about with my family members is the fear of the future. And there is so much media out there now talking about this or that, you know, and we feel like we have to take a side uh, where um, I always sort of work with my fear by remembering what I'm grateful for. Because yes. once I get remember what I'm grateful for, I get into the present moment and the fear seems to dissolve. What would you say about that? 
Yes, and that's one of those 12 tips is gratitude. Absolutely, because if we are gra- grateful for what we already have and, and you know, what, what is positive in our lives, then we don't feel desperate. We don't feel this desperation to have something be different. Right. Uh, we can have that serenity to accept the things that we can't change, right? Yes, exactly. If we if we're grateful, you know, I'm grateful that I am well. You know, my mom had had COVID nineteen. She's ninety one years old. Oh my! And she got through it okay. Um, her neighbors didn't do so well, right? Mm. And it's very sad. But I and and. Uh, and it drives home how we don't know who's going to be affected and who isn't. So I have to focus on how grateful I am that my mom got through it. Right. And now she's even immune to it for a while. Right. So I yeah. have that gratitude. I'm grateful that we have this technology that we can we can connect with each other. We can do shows like this. We can. I can connect with my mom who's 91 and she lives in New York and I don't know when I can see her in person, but we've been able to um, get a device that attaches to her TV and she can see me on this huge screen in her living room. That's delightful. Yeah. So there's a lot to be grateful for, even though this is a difficult time, even though we're, you know, we're kind of, limited in what we're able to do and there's anxiety about what's going on in the in the world and anxiety you know about going out there um sure well we definitely have a little more time now to focus on the little things that are important to us and also to get to know ourselves a little bit better and so i want to get back before we run out of time i want to get back to you know your book's a bestseller uh, i'm assuming that it's still being broadly purchased and, and you'll probably tell us how to do that but what is it that you want people to really know or receive from uh, from buying your book and and i know you're doing some other things besides just your book tell us a little bit about that okay so i have the radio program which mm-hmm. is on it's live on Sundays um, at 5 p.m. Central Time. So on the West Coast, that's 3 p.m. And on the East Coast, that's 6 p.m. Um, and then it goes to podcast. And that's uh, everything is all in the same place on my website. So Which is your website is? DrMaraCarpel.com. Okay. M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. So Great. The radio show it goes to podcast and it's forever people can and people can also listen on apple podcasts and the link to that is on my website as well um i'm working on creating a course from the book um, oh nice on living a passionate life um i have my blogs every you know I, i'm not i don't have a regular routine but at least once a month sometimes i do two or three in a month and that's all posted on my website. Um, I guess I'm not going to be doing public speaking for a while. <laughs> well, you're doing it on your radio show and exactly. being guests on others. So that's technically public speaking. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, and I'm hoping, you know, to get a I'm working on getting a wider 
more wider audience for the radio show. And, um, and I think, and also the other place is my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years on Facebook has everything future. So the next radio program that's coming up or whenever I post a blog, it's immediately there. So that's a good place too to follow. You'll find out, like if you follow, you'll know right away when there's something new, but it all eventually makes its way to my website. Wow, you, you're doing a great job uh, being organized and, and uh, allowing or inviting folks to really absorb these messages. So what are some of the other messages? We have a few more minutes. What are some of the other messages that your book can really uh, give people? Okay, well, I, as, I, as I think I was inferring before, it's possible to live a passionate life no matter our age. Ah, right. Eight. It's never too late. Um, and you can start early and your passion may change. And that's okay too. Okay, just like I discovered that there was more that I wanted to do. Um, the other part of it is that there are going to be bumps in the road. That is life. You're gonna have bumps in the road. You know, um, we're all dealing with this pandemic, right? But um, as I quote in the book, a friend of mine a long time ago, when I was in graduate school, he told me that his grandmother always used to say to him, it's not how many times you get knocked down that counts, it's how long you stay down on the mat. Ah. So we need to just get our, find our way to get ourselves back up. And every time I get knocked down on the mat, which happens, right? Life happens. I always go back to the basics and I try to remember everything that I've learned. We, we all have tools that we've learned throughout the years and we forget about them. We, we, don't, we don't use them um, or learn new tools, you know, meditate, uh, walk in nature, um, exercise. I mean, it's hard to feel passionate if you're not feeling physically healthy. So exercising, eating a healthy diet, getting enough sleep are really important parts of living a passionate life. So getting back to those basics are really important to helping us to getting back up. And then as you mentioned, you know, connecting with other people who are positive, who are our cheerleaders, really important. And I think that we notice it more now that we're kind of disconnected physically from people how much we need to connect with people. And thankfully, with technology, we can connect with people. We can call them, we can video, we can be part of groups, we can join groups that are um, on the same path. You know, and, and I think this is a, a, I've said this before, but this is a great time to uh, devote yourself to getting to know yourself and to really learning new skills, whether that's in your work or with your money or just in your own life skills. You know, reading, uh, being committed to reading a new personal development book on a regular basis so that you can glean something new from all sorts of experts and mentors and teachers that are out there like yourself. And um, that is what we have the opportunity to do right now is to get get ourselves up off the mat as soon as possible. 
Yes. And, you know, it's great to read those books. I really, I've read so many, but what's really important is actually using what we learn. Yes. So how many people read self-help books and they put it away and they say, oh, that was really great. And they never use what they actually read in the book. You know, you're right about that. And and I think that, you know, putting that putting certain concepts into action comes easier to some people than others. So so oftentimes in order to to actually improve yourself or improve your life, it does require that you get a coach. Uh, that you get a therapist, that you get a professional to actually guide you and help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Very helpful. Yeah. And that's why your program, Living the Passionate Life, is going to be so powerful. So I really recommend that everybody stays connected. And uh, I want to thank you today for sharing your wisdom, for being with us. And I promise you, I'm going to invite you to come back. So thank you again. Uh, next week, our guest is going to be, drumroll, a surprise. I'm going to have a really special person here with you, and I just think it'll be exciting for you not to know who that is. Just um, have some curiosity and be with us next week. So thank you for listening and being a part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. You know, there's so many different podcasts now and radio shows to choose from. So I want you to know how grateful I am that you choose ours to listen to. If you enjoyed yourself, please share the show with friends and family. I want to thank the composer for our theme music, Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, Eric Burris, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everyone who is so helpful to me at KKNW 1150 AM. So I look forward to seeing you next week. And remember that financial independence is really your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome any financial challenge and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thanks for being here. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at ReinventingHerMoney.com. According to the American Medical Association study on how women physicians are prepared for retirement, over half of women physicians believe they have unique or more complicated financial needs than their peers in other professions. Teresa Lieutenant believes that every high-earning woman deserves a truly personalized, not cookie-cutter financial plan, so she will have the best chance of pursuing her vision for a happy, healthy, and wealthy life. Explore your financial potential by joining our mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.